unattached. Why is it that we have these uh, uh, intellectual dark web people that are interested in uh, in Buddhism, right? Like I, I'm not criticizing. I mean, that's kind of where I am too. Um, but it, it's it's puzzling. I I think what it is, it, you see uh, uh, someone like uh, what's his name, Sam. Uh, what's his face? Uh, fascinated by meditation, supposedly fascinated by Buddhism, but no, no, not a Buddhist, not a Buddhist, just a, a meditator, right? It's so cool and so clean, right? It's like you can have all of the 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 feeling of uh, of worship, the feeling of prayer, but n without all the messiness of like gods or or uh, or uh, uh, Jesus or actually having to interact with other people or anything like that. Uh, even when you know meditators uh, go to a meditation retreat, they don't actually have to live in any kind of community. They don't even speak to each other. We don't even speak to each other. Now, of course. That's, I love it. That's beautiful. That's a great experience to have. But it's also a little bit puzzling. Why? Well, the answer is, is that we're made to be religious people. And the second that we uh, start pretending otherwise, there's this enormous hole in our, in our hearts and our souls and our being that we just you know, can't wait to fill. And not for everyone, of course, but uh, for, for, for plenty of us, for plenty of us. The other answer, of course, is that meditation is awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, 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 please, please meditate. Uh, you know, if you're a if you're a serious Christian, fine, meditate. If you hate religion, think the whole thing is stupid, fine, uh, meditate. You know, if you're uh, uh, you know, miserable every day, try meditation. If you're happy every day, try meditation. Uh, it's a good thing to do. But th there's another thing that. Um, the intellectual dark web is all about is a style of meditation that's incredibly cool, incredibly uh, free of emotion. I, I say this, uh, in fact, I, I shouldn't just say intellectual dark web people because it's also true for the vast majority of Western Buddhists, which are, of course, extremely left-wing, right? So most Buddhists in the United States are, uh, of course, immigrant Buddhists. So if you go to most temples, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm just a few miles away from a Cambodian temple and a Lao temple and a little bit further to a Thai temple and so on. Uh, but if you go to kind of the Western meditation centers or Dhamma centers or Dharma centers or something like that, the kind of meditation that's usually taught is a very cool um, kind of meditation that highly de-emphasizes or even criticizes having any kind of deep spiritual experience. And this is, I think, a little bit baffling um, because the alternative is so beautiful, right? So if you go back and look at the Buddhist texts, there is none of this sense that meditation should be 
uh, uh, boring or unfulfilling or uh, a miserable slog or something like that, right? Meditation should not be like doing a, a, you know, some kind of exercise machine. No, it's, it's much more powerful and potentially like amazing experience than that. I, I actually heard an interview with, oh, Sam Harris, that's his name. And he was talking to, I forget what his name was, the guy that wrote Sapiens. And they were talking about their their meditation practice. And both of them were very serious meditators. And, you know, if, if you're into that, I, I love it. They've got a lot of great things to say. But what they were saying to each other in this interview was, one of them said something like, well, you know, I don't get into this kind of meditation where you have these powerful states, you know, and they, oh, of course, no, that would be terrible to have powerful states of, uh, of deep meditation or so. Oh, right, of course. And what they literally said was, yeah, anytime I have that feeling coming on that I'm going to have this profound spiritual experience, I just stop right away. I just drop it. I also heard another teacher, a wonderful Buddhist teacher I got a lot from, and he was literally talking about this same issue. And he, he, he said he was advising a, uh, another student who was on retreat. And I believe, if I remember this correctly, the, the student was uh, from East Asia, but had come to the United States to study uh, meditation at this, uh, this retreat center. And she told him that she was having these profound, beautiful spiritual experiences in meditation. And he was teaching her, no, 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 don't, don't do that. That's terrible. And she just kept saying, well, I just, I, I just can't help it. Every time I'm just completely uh, overwhelmed by joy and peace. And he's saying, no, 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 don't, don't do it. In fact, he advised her, if you can't stop having these beautiful states of joy and peace, then just don't meditate. Better to not meditate on this meditation retreat than to have powerful experiences of joy and peace. Now, what the hell? right? What the hell? You, you, you might think, gosh, the Buddha must have warned everyone, whatever you do, don't experience profound joy and peace in your meditation, when exactly the opposite was the case. Exactly the opposite was the case. There's this um, uh, thing that is supposed to arise in the first level of, of deep meditation uh, called piti. piti. Uh, actually, piti and sukha. Sukha is like basically the opposite of suffering. So whatever the opposite of suffering is, that can arise in deep meditation. The other one is piti, and it's it's defined in different ways, but something like, like bliss or delight or beyond joy, you know? And, and this is like the first stage of deep meditation. So this this could be anything from like, sitting there with satisfaction with a smile on your face feeling like you know the most calm at ease experience you've ever had up to like you know chills running down your back you know your scalp feeling tingly like um sort of like you know just hearing a piece of music that just hits you right in your in the chest and you just feel like that incredible feeling of you know indescribable emotion all the way up to something like having hundred orgasms at the same time and it lasts for an hour you know any of that uh, could be uh, PT now of course like by itself none of that is spiritual realization right none of that is wisdom none of that is is the end of the path but you know what 
it's not bad either, right? <laughs> like, first off, if I tell you, you can meditate and you can sit there and suffer and suffering is good for you, doesn't sound great, right? Uh, or I could tell you, you know what, you could just have paroxysms of joy in your meditation. And that's not going to be all of it, but that's going to be part of it. How does that sound? It, it really is sort of like the difference between saying, all right, uh, you're going to have to, you know, just run on that uh, uh, elliptical trainer for the rest of your life. Sorry, that's what you've got to do. Versus saying, you know what, you could run on that elliptical trainer and that's going to help you when you're playing soccer or when you're going hiking or whatever else it is, right? That If you're doing something and part of it is indescribable joy, it makes the rest of it go down a little easier, right? Uh, and this is no joke. I mean, the Buddha literally said, it's really hard to be a dedicated forest monk if you don't have deep meditation, right? It, it, this really is like the, 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 one of the joys that comes from otherwise a life of extreme asceticism. The Buddha knew it was tough. He knew it was tough to be a monk. He knew it was tough to be a spiritual practitioner, practitioner of any kind. But if part of that can be extreme joy hey you know not bad and that the the beautiful thing is that experience itself leads you to the deeper wisdom right that is actually pointing you in the right direction but don't take my word for it this is what the buddha said i mean it, it, it is precisely the people that set aside this ancient wisdom and say we're going to reinvent meditation from the ground up that can get it the most wrong Right? Rely on these ancient traditions when they knew that what they were talking about. <laughs>